Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. My wife and I were standing in our living room on Friday, watching the TV with a high level of anticipation. We had followed the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse and knew the facts of the case. We could see that it was about as clear a case of self-defense as you could get. But would justice win out for this young man or would pressure from so many race-selling leftists score a victory? Well, we got a little emotional, to be honest with you, as each count was read from the jury. Not guilty was the verdict on each count. But predictably, leftist reaction was not really the same as our reaction to the verdict. I think it is important to take a look at these reactions because it gives you insight into how they think and what they're about. And as the Daily Wire reported, according to the media, Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. According to the media, Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter. And according to the media, Kyle Rittenhouse was a murderer. In reality, he was none of these. Kyle Rittenhouse was a 17-year-old young man who went to Kenosha, Wisconsin in order to protect businesses and administer medical aid to those who needed it. And it didn't matter who they were. He he administered medical aid to those who needed it. And he was chased down by Joseph Rosenbaum, a 36-year-old convicted child molester. He shot Rosenbaum when Rosenbaum grabbed for his gun. And he was then chased down by Anthony Huber, a 26-year-old man convicted of two felony counts of strangulation and suffering after pulling a knife on his brother and grandmother and choking his brother. Rittenhouse shot Huber when Huber tried to slam his skateboard into Rittenhouse's head. And finally, Gage Grosenkreutz, he's a 27-year-old man, a member of a radical Antifa offshoot, and he approached Rittenhouse with a pistol in his hand, and Rittenhouse shot him in the bicep. All of this is on tape. It is verified by witness testimony and physical evidence, and yet... Rittenhouse was brought up to trial anyway. He was brought to trial because his case became the center of a political firestorm. In September of 2020, Joe Biden featured Rittenhouse in an ad decrying, well, then-President Donald Trump's supposed sympathy for white supremacists. Members of the left declared that Rittenhouse was a stand-in for American racism, despite the fact that all three of of these people Rittenhouse shot were white, even after the prosecution presented its case, a case that, that was so weak that the prosecution's own witnesses ended up supporting Rittenhouse's self-defense case. Members of the media continued to maintain that an exoneration for, for Rittenhouse would be yet another stain on America's racial record. And leftists, politicians, um, celebrities, activists, and commentators have have had numerous insane responses to Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty on all charges in the the deaths of of Rosenbaum and Huber and, and Grosenkreutz. Despite all the evidence, 
and facts of the case, leftists com- committed to the, the narrative that Rosenhaus was guilty, took to Twitter and, and mainstream media outlets to, to give their, their opinions. White supremacy appeared to be the words of the day, even though, you know, Rittenhouse had, and, and, and his attackers were all white. Many of those who gave their opinion about the verdict uh, bungled basic facts about the case, claiming that Rittenhouse carried a gun across state lines. He did not. Shot an unarmed man. The only unarmed person he shot tried to grab his gun from him after chasing him and, and possess the firearm illegally. No, he did not. He did not possess the firearm illegally. So here's some of the worst responses. And, and, and you, you have to, you have to hear these to believe them almost right. President Joe Biden, in fact, let's, let's start with him. This is his statement. While the verdict in Kenosha will leave many Americans feeling angry and concerned, myself included, he says, we must acknowledge that the jury has spoken, Biden said in, in his statement. And he said, quote, I ran on a promise to bring Americans together because I believe that what unites us is far greater than what divides us. I know that we're not going to heal our country's wounds overnight, but I remain steadfast in my commitment to do everything in my power to ensure that every American is treated equally with fairness and dignity under the law. I don't know if he, I don't know if he should have used the word ensure there, but anyway, uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, he's of course the Democratic governor of California, said, America today, you can break the law, carry around weapons built for a military, shoot and kill people, and get away with it. That's the message we've just sent to armed vigilantes across the nation. The governor of Illinois, he's another Democrat, and he said, carrying a loaded gun into a community 20 miles from your home and shooting unarmed citizens is fundamentally wrong. There was a representative from New York, another Democrat, said, Kyle Rittenhouse is living proof that white tears can still forestall justice. A murderer is once again walking free today. Our system is terribly broken. Dijon Tetro, he's a senior advisor to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. And he said, I do not believe that convictions equal justice, but I am convinced that the not guilty verdict constitutes a great injustice today. The American legal system is rooted in racism and functions to uphold white supremacy and no other than the ACLU. I mean, this here's the American Civil Liberties Union who's supposed to be upholding you know, our rights and, and fighting for those type of things. Here's what they had to say. Despite Kyle Rittenhouse's conscious decision to travel across state lines. I mean, here's, here, here's his, his big sin. He crossed a state line, right? And injure one person and take the lives of two people protesting the shooting of Jacob Blake by police. He was not uh, held responsible for his actions. Unfortunately, this is not surprising. His acquittal comes after our our investigation exposed how Kenosha law enforcement used violence against protesters and drove them toward white media groups, militia groups, in ways that 
uh, escalated tensions and almost certainly led to these shootings. It is far too easy to overlook the impact that violence in defense of white supremacy has on the black and brown communities. When the community rose up to exercise their First Amendment right to protest after the police shot a black man in the back in front of his children, police enabled white supremacist militia members. I mean, come on, seriously? ACLU of Maryland just said this, dangerous, disgusting, unable, uh, uh, unacceptable white supremacy in hashtag Rittenhouse verdict, unquote. Becky Pringle, she's head of the National Education Association. So, so she's she obviously is the head of, of the biggest union when it comes to educating our children. Said, quote, when a 17-year-old is able to come into another community, brandish an automatic weapon, <laughs> kill two people, and avoid accountability, justice has not been served. We must be able to walk down our streets, exercise our right to protest safely, and be treated equally under the law. <laughs> Man, how you get things so wrong. Here's Josh Gad. It, it was, this is what he said. It, it has now been put uh, it out there that vigilantes can just go and kill people protesting issues like racial uh, equality whenever they want and get away with it. Think about that for a second. And he added, an 18-year-old who gunned down two men in cold blood and got away with it is being hailed as a hero today by many. You can choose to stand with them, or you can choose to fight back against this frightening poop and vote against those who would cheer this effort and offer him internships. (laughs) Hey, I'd offer him an internship right now, especially if I was, you know, Uh, like a small town police department or something, boy, I would definitely offer him an internship. Uh, Representative uh, Presley uh, from Massachusetts, a Democrat there, said uh, racism and white supremacy remain the bedrock of our legal system. My heart breaks for the family and loved ones of those who live, whose lives were stolen and the trauma our communities face today and every day. Carrie uh, Ewells said another disappointing victory for white vigilanteism. Van Jones, this idea of white vigilante violence is something that we have to wrestle with. We have gotten a pattern. We have got a pattern now where white men feel that they have the right to enforce the law themselves. Now, here's even the NBA. And I know they set up uh, a, a, a NBA social justice coalition but here's the NBA in their statement. Our thoughts are with the families of those whose lives were taken in this tragedy. The right to peacefully protest is a bedrock of our democracy, and the National Basketball Social Justice Coalition remains committed to preserving that right for all. Any forms of vigilantism in our society are unacceptable. I think they probably better just stick to basketball, right? Oh, here's, this is going to be good. You got to hear this one. Ibram X. Kendi, right? Here's what he had to say. He said, they are fighting to uh, maintain white male supremacy. He's actually quoting from an article he wrote like last year. He said, which is to say they are defending law and order. 
defending their America where white men can rule and brutalize without consequence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we weren't disappointed. That was pretty good. <laughs> uh, George uh, uh, Takey said this. He says, justice denied is a body blow to our national psyche. On trial was not only a killer, but a system that continues to kill. Today, that system defeated true justice once again. But mark these words, we will never stop fighting for what is right and just. <laughs> well, here, here's here's another one. Rashida Tlaib, she's the representative uh, in, in Congress. Got to be good, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to love some of her quotes. She said, our justice system is broken. It protects white supremacy. The two people who were killed deserve justice. And so did our communities who continue to be targeted with violence like this. (laughs) Uh, Airborne toxic events, front man, uh, Michael Gillette, he said, uh, and this is kind of interesting. He said to the people saying, this is not America, please stop. Yes, it is a place where a racist white man with a gun can murder protesters in cold blood, protected by an entrenched system steeped in white supremacy, is what he tweeted. And he went on to say, enjoying all this complex analysis, but the thing where only one party can win an election and the people who oppose that party can be legally shot in the streets is literally just fascism, he said. (laughs) And they, they, they talk about this stuff like they know what they're talking about. Sophia Bush says the miscarriage of Justice Day is enraging. This is white supremacy in action. This is hideous. He murdered people, bragged about it while throwing white powder si- power signs in, in a bar and then manufactured tears to claim that despite his AR-15, he was in danger and he got off unreal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these some of these things are, are unreal, I'll tell you that. Um, Amy Carrero, uh, she said that the United States legal system is white supremacist's most loyal patron. Are you, are you seeing a pattern here? Here's another one. Manhattan Borough President Gail Brewer said, white supremacy, guns, and institutional racism are a, a toxic combination. <laughs> Amnesty International, here's, here's an interesting one from Amnesty International. White supremacy is a threat to human rights. Again, all of these are in in, in response to the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the verdict there. Uh, Derek Johnson, he's the CEO of NAACP, NAACP. Um, I'll, I'll forego my thoughts on, on that particular organization for now. But uh, anyway, his comments said the verdict in the in hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse trial is a reminder of the treacherous role that that white supremacy and and privilege play within our judicial system. Dean uh, Oberdahl, uh, he says this, he says, white privilege is driving from another state with your AR-15 to oppose a Black Lives Matter protest. Kill two people and then walk free. Hashtag white supremacy. Jameel Hill, the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict that Several states have enacted laws that allow motorists immunity 
if they hit protesters with their cars, is about this country's addiction to maintaining white supremacy at all costs. It's on brand and in line with who America always has been. Here's another one. Here's from Move On. And again, another another interesting uh, organization said, our judicial system upholds white supremacy. The entire trial and the verdict today is just another example of that. For us, all true uh, uh, for us all to truly be safe it must be um, reimagined and transformed and that's part of what they really want i mean they want to see communism they want to see socialism they want to see uh, our democracy uh, broke down and rebuilt or transformed or reimagined whatever they want to call it many of these uh, people are they're, they're making reference to systemic racism as you've heard and um, it's it's the systemic racism that is perpetuated by the 1619 Project. Now, the 1619 Project founder and and New York Times journalist Nicole Hannah Jones, she claimed that the Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, not guilty verdict proved the validity of her work. <laughs> Hannah Jones and fellow progressives counted the um, acquittal and as as confirmation of their own worldview. In this country, this is what they said, quote, in this country, you can even kill white people and get away with it if those white people are fighting for black lives, is what Hannah Jones tweeted about the verdict. This is the legacy of 1619. So she's trying to, again, trying to to, to latch on to the coattails and, and make herself famous, uh, you know, with, with the verdict. Uh, quote, but Ty, uh, Tyvon Martin deserved to die because he fought back against an aggressor with no weapon. This is the legacy of white supremacy in action. She, she said in another tweet, uh, she said, Oh, law and order was just a racist dog whistle. She said in a third post and quote, even if you feel the jury got it right for legal reasons, what kind of person are you to celebrate quote, someone unquote, who went armed to a protest with an illegal gun and killed two people. That's what she tweeted out. Amazing, amazing ignorance here is what she's demonstrating. Hannah Jones won a Pulitzer Prize for the introductory essay of the 1619 Project, which frames American history around the year uh, 1619, in which slaves first arrived in the English English colony of Virginia. Um, Through her work, uh, and it, it centers upon decrying the um, the proposed systemic racism found w- within the United States and its institutions. And she once highlighted communist Cuba as the most equal, get this, Cuba as the most equal multiracial country in our hemisphere, unquote. She, again, another piece of work. Uh, far left representative Cory Bush uh, faced backlash on Friday for claiming that the judge, jury, and defendant Kyle Rittenhouse were all white supremacists following the jury declaring that he was not guilty. The judge, the jury, the defendant, it's white supremacy in action, Bush claimed. This system isn't built to hold white supremacists accountable. It's why black and brown folks are brutalized and put in cages while white supremacist murderers walk free. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I'm heartbroken, is what she said. 
oh man there there was definitely some backlash of that uh, and some of these you, you just it, it's it's really classic uh, Stephen L. Miller, he's a uh, podcast host, and he said she has no idea what any of these words mean and couldn't explain how any of this is white supremacy if you sat her down and told her to explain it to you. <laughs> David uh, Hookstead, he's a columnist, he said, a sitting member of Congress is hurt, angry, heartbroken because Kyle Rittenhouse killed and con- a convicted pedophile of all the insane takes. This is almost the worst. <laughs> I would I would tend to agree. Uh, here's Delano Squires. He's a political commentator. He said, "My problem with the left in general, and um, and, and and this Afrocrossity type of thing in particular, is how out of touch they are with the realities of life in America. Black people are 13 percent of the population and 50 percent." of the homicide victims, but the only time they bring attention to a case is when the perp is white. Shameful. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, uh, David uh, Riboy, he's a political commentator. And he said, if you think these people uh, don't want Zimbabwe, you've got no idea what time it is. (laughs) Lisa Booth, uh, who's of Fox News says, what a liar. All they do is lie and divide such evilness. And I, I would agree. I would use the word evil in many of these. Uh, Nate Hotchman, he's a political commentator. And if you, he said, if you were critical of Trump because he was undermining faith in our institutions, well, now would be a good time to speak up about, you know, this. <laughs> Drew Holden, he's a columnist. He said, I remember quite curious um, about, uh, I, I remain quite curious about what intellectual contortions it takes to determine that a white guy being found not guilty for defending himself against three other white guys amounts to white supremacy in action. <laughs> and I would question that as well. Uh, Brian Dean Wright, he's a former CIA officer. He said the left is, once again, stirring their followers into a massive hysteria. Bad things come from stuff like this. And, and it's not just, you know, it's not just even, even some of these people that, that who knows, you know, they're not the brightest bulbs in the box. And, and, and speaking of which, here's, here's uh, House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler. He's a, Dem- a Democrat from New York. And he called for the federal government to intervene in the case of Kyle Rittenhouse uh, on Friday after the jury found him not guilty. This, and this is his quote, This heartbreaking verdict is a miscarriage of justice and sets a dangerous precedent which justifies federal uh, review of DOJ. So he wants a review from the Justice Department of this. He wrote this in a tweet. Justice cannot tolerate armed persons crossing state lines looking for trouble while people engage in their First Amendment uh, protected protests. Wow. What a way to see this. I mean... (laughs) I mean, and and there's a lot of people that wanted to chime in on that. I mean, you know, Dan McLaughlin, for one, of the National Review, said white congressman who represents Wall Street District calls for retrial of criminal defendant uh, acquitted of shooting three white men. (laughs) A little bit of a a funny take. Uh, Dan Loesch, he's a radio host. Uh, The uh, chairman of the Judiciary Committee just lied by calling Rittenhouse an armed person crossing state lines. His gun was never in Illinois. 
His dad lives in and Rittenhouse works in Kenosha, 20 minutes away from his mom's house in, in Antioch. This is an irresponsible ploy to incite. And Matthew um, Culkin, he's a, an attorney. He says Democrats are inciting a riot. And they are. That's what they're, they're doing. They're trying to incite riots. We saw some of this even uh, Friday night, uh, even close to here where this podcast originates in Portland. We saw some there. We saw some in Sacramento. We saw some other places. Um, and they're, they're inciting this on purpose. Uh, Ken Cruccinelli, he's, he's a former um, Virginia uh, attorney general. He says, quote, this astonishing act of legislative tyranny comes from the man currently chairing the House of the Judiciary Committee. If anyone needs to re, uh, needs a reminder why Patrick Henry and so many others have valued a jury system so highly, look no farther than this vile tweet. And, and I would agree. Matthew Whitlock, uh, he's a political uh, strategist. He says, uh, genuinely baffled by the Democratic message here. They wanted a clear, a clearly innocent kid to get charged with murder and make up for what they see as other injustices in the system. What would that accomplish? And, and of course, we can't go without to uh, listening to what Colin Kaepernick and Bubba Wallace had to say, right? Former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick and uh, NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace, um, both left-wing social justice activists. They faced backlash on Friday after they fumed over the jury, uh, finding Rittenhouse not guilty on all counts. Um, he, here's, here's the quote. We just witnessed a system built on white supremacy val, uh, validate the terroristic acts of a white supremacist. This is what Kaepernick claimed. This only further validates the need to uh, abolish our current system. White supremacy cannot be reformed, unquote. Um <laughs> He says, let, let the boy be black and it, and it wouldn't have been a life. Hell, we would have had his life taken before the, the BS trial. And this is what Wallace claimed without any evidence. And he put, he put in there sad. Um, these two takes are just absolutely terrible. Um, ben Shapiro uh, said that your Netflix special is the only good reason I have ever seen to abolish capitalism. <laughs> That's probably one of the best responses. I love that one. Uh, rapper uh, Zudi, or he, or Zubi, I'm sorry, Zubi, he said, these race hustlers, man, y'all need to stop paying them so well for this. <laughs> uh, Tim Poole, who's a podcast host, he said, uh, they meant it. They think justice itself is racism. And again, I, I, would, I would agree with that. Uh, even on the Bob, Bubba Wallace uh, one, uh, Curtis Houck, who's uh, with Newsbusters, he says, oh, for goodness sake, Bubba, what a pathetic take. But I'm sure you'll co-opt the rest of the sport to think this way. Stop watching Joy Reid and Don Lemon. This will get you 10 times more booze at NASCAR races. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, there's there's those that, that uh, made reference like Matt Walsh uh, to... Um, Bubba Wallace and 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 this this whole thing of of the the noose that he thought he found in in one of the garages and and Matt Walsh says remember when you lied about a noose in your garage Sean Davis from the Federalist said I I regret to inform you the race hoaxing garage cord clown is at it again <laughs> and so 
Um, you know, I, I could go on. I mean, the Congressional Black Caucus released a statement calling for criminal justice reform and gun uh, reform just after the jury found Illinois teen uh, Kyle Rittenhouse not guilty on all charges. I mean, they, they, what they're trying to do, again, is, is they're trying to, um, to to make hay with what they think is is going to get them more. So they, they, they've introduced a couple of bills, and now they're trying to uh, say, you know, hey, we need these bills on gun control and, and get the guns out of the hands of, of good people, and, and it's, it's just not going to work. Um, this ludicrous ca- uh, claim of self-defense, they said, is on par with the abhorrent behavior displayed by the prosecution and the judge. <laughs> They're throwing the prosecution of the bus now. This is, uh, this is actually uh, from uh, Joyce Beatty, who's a Democrat from Ohio. Uh, and she continued, it says, it is time for accountability. It is time for criminal justice reform. And it is time, beyond time, for gun reform. The gun violence crisis in America is challenging, uh, is a challenge to the, the conscience of our country. So let me just end with this. It, it is times like this that we see to what lengths that leftists will go to, to get what they want. They will lie. They'll cheat and they'll steal to tear down our country. They hate our country and they hate everyone who stands in their way. That's just the way it is. It's what we have to come to grips with. All right. We don't hate, you know, the, the most, most of us, we do not hate. Even if somebody is, is uh, vehemently opposed to our position, we don't hate. But that's not the case on the other side. Their viciousness is a telltale sign that they don't care about what they claim to care about. They don't care about white supremacy or whatever, all this kind of, they're just using it. And they just want control and they want power. And this trial has just exposed this to no end. And you may agree with me, you may disagree. And I would definitely love to talk to it with you on it. And you can, of course, always go to uncommonsensepodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications. 